order here. I think the order is going to be... Is, this is one, I think. I think the order is going to be the Trappist first, the Orza, Orza, and maybe the Frank. Unless we want to start with the Frank, because the Frank... Well, actually, the Frank should be last. Yeah. Because that's blonde. That's blonde. That's probably the start. One of these two, I think. One of those two is the start. Get something like that. Let's go with... Um, so that's last. That's last, because we got to talk about that. Because there's a whole story with that. We can play some music. We can have some fun with that. It'll just be the last. We're going to have fun on the show, John. We're always having fun on the show. <laughs> Unlike last week, where we were just bitter. Last week was fun. Though. That was fun. It was, it was powered by... Um, a tequila party the night before, and it was powered by. I was bit by a spider. And you were. <laughs> and I went temporarily insane. You were, That's what I'm sticking to. You were bit by a spider. Yeah. Well, no, they have, they have black widows in the in the willow trees up in up in the woods. You know, we did not get a C and D from The Simpsons. <laughs> Over inserting spider pig. Although I'm pretty sure uh, when people listen to the show previous to this, uh, we'll get one from Jello Biafra. <laughs> or East Bay Ray or Klaus from Fluoride. Somebody's sending us a and d Maybe the kids who listen to the show should send us one just because. You know? Like like Mr. Ice. Mr. Ice. Mr. Ice 99, because we used his, his uh, thing on the show. You know, it, we're going to say this, that any comments left on the show, about the show, on the forum, uh, well, not really the forum, but the comment section, we have a forum up and coming. Do we? Yeah, it's almost debugged. I have one more bug, and then it's fixed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you leave a comment there, we will talk about it on the show if it's good, and we'll make fun of you if it's not. Yep. Oh, that was a- That's nice. That's a wonderful vintage. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel all the way from Russian River just to get to you. Well, or Belgium. Uh, Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and all of the things that you might try next. Next? You know what the best part about Beer School is? The homework. The homework is beer. That's the awesomest part. <laughs> awesomest? Awesomest. Awesomest. Like, That's like you, saying funner. What are you doing today? You want to go get a beer? No, I have to go work. We're recording beer school. We're going to go record beer school. <laughs> yeah, we got the timer on the iPod. The iPod has a timer. For those of you who are waiting for the <laughs> show to start, it's so, started. Is that a cone or something? I... There is no... Whatever. <laughs> uh, well, let's start off. We... Uh, <laughs> We have, speaking of Russian River, we brought with us a beer called, it's in a blue bottle. That's not the name of the beer. I no, know it's not a, the name of the beer. It's a physical description it's of called, the container. It's called, <laughs> you got to reach for the beer, it's called Redemption. This is, is a shun beer? This is one of the, the many shun beers. And we owe um, some people some shun. It's on its way, seriously. But there's one that's missing and I can't send the box out. Compunction? No. Watermelon wheat. Ah, uh, that's cause that's like, not a shun beer, but it's it's a shun beer. beer. <laughs> so your box of your that was a great bat, 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 <laughs> bad fun. No, what what an at bat that was. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch baseball after this. Sweet, nice. So the uh, this is um you know so this beer was made uh, in a very. Did you give the name yet? 
Yeah, redemption. Oh, it's in the blue bottle. It's got <laughs> it's got something that looks like a weapon on the front on, on the on the label. Yes. I'm sure that hurts. And you know we're not doing it right if you look at the back label. What are we doing wrong? Loader spins the uh oh, redemption. Spin, spins the, the act of no, the little pitcher. Oh, uh, we're drinking it in the wrong glass. <laughs> we don't even have those glasses. I know. We're going to have to hork them. So what's our what's our show today about? Our show is about well, okay, so we did the the third show or the fourth show was called Your Next Four Beers, where we talked about four beers that you should have and try next. The idea being that there's 150 beers in your in your beer store case, and you don't know what those beers are. You don't know. You in fact, you don't really have permission to try them. Uh, because, you know, that's kind of the way things are with people. They're like, well, I don't know what to get. Um, there's too many choices, so I'm going to make the same choice that I've always made, which is going to be Budweiser, Coors, Coors Light, IPA, Miller, <laughs> Miller Sierra, IPA, Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada, oh, Racer 5, yeah. Sierra Nevada, uh, a Vita beer, Lone Star, Stella, uh, we could go on all day. Kid. We could keep going on. Well, actually, you know, and this isn't. This is the one that I. What's well, uh, last night? The beer of choice: Windermere Hefeweizen. Yes, my sister doesn't like it, uh-huh. which is why I chose it. No. <laughs> uh, and then there was then the other possibility was Anchor Steam, and I'm like, nah, I'm having more than one. I'm going to have the Windermere because we're it. It goes with the salad. Of course. Of course. So you toasted know. raisin salad. No, there was no raisins in the salad. But. So the, 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 the game we're playing here again is uh, here's some other beers that you might like. If you like certain flavors, you might want to try certain flavors. And today we've skewed to that little imaginary, of the styles of beers from that little imaginary country that lies between the Netherlands and France. Belgium. Yep. Or Russian River, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Russian River is going to become the new Belgium. <laughs> Beyond New, New Belgium. Belgium is in Fort Collins. Yeah. They make good beer too. They do. They have uh, they have pretty coasters with windmills on them. And they well the we were just talking about the poster that no one sent me yet. <laughs> I guess we have a new source for that. We'll get on that soon. Because <laughs> uh, I really want a big version of of a mothership poster to go next to the Yoda poster. To go next to the Yoda poster <laughs> and the Boston uh, guitar spaceship graphic. Oh God. <laughs> I prefer the ELO spaceship to the Boston spaceship. Oh, you know, that has more glowy bits on it. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much in the shape of a guitar, but more in the shape of a spaceship that could actually work. So who would we recommend this beer to and what flavors are they going to get and what would they like about it? So this is not a sour, sour beer. This is like a baby sour beer. Tint of sour. So if you are a person who loves Budweiser. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say that this beer is the one of the most accessible uh, weird beers or funky beers that you're going to be able to try. It's not too funky and it's not too sour. In fact, if you were to look at this and compare it next to uh, a, a light American lager, it's the same color. Right. It's not – well, it's a little bit cloudier, uh, a little bit darker because it's bottle fermented. That's well, what it says on the label. Motor's right? reading the bottle. I'm I'm studying up. <laughs> He's becoming. You're a ruining guy. the magic of, ra- of podcasting here. 
<laughs> we always read the bottle. Yeah. No, this is the, this is. Uh, it's kind of like Playboy. We always read the articles. <laughs> Does that even exist anymore? I don't know. I've never. I haven't seen one in a long time. <laughs> um, Magic of Photoshop. No, this is this is a this is a, a light a light blonde. It's got it's got a lot of flavor going on, but it, none of the flavors are going to knock you over the head with a hammer. Nope. Um, it falls into the into the, the Belgian style of the the uh, single tuples and triples, and this is a single. Mm-hmm. We'll be getting around to a triple. Um, and that's sort of the strength and the, the heaviness of the beer. And this is what monks uh, drink in monasteries or people drink at the bar. Supposedly, the according to the so. bottle, you're supposed to open it and have some at lunch and then save the rest for later for dinner. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That's like the thing with the modern woman versus Mar- Martha Stewart. When Martha Stewart says, take leftover wine and put it in an ice cube tray and freeze it for broths and other things and modern woman's like leftover wine <laughs> like Most if, I, if i know there's never leftover wine around. exactly and if there's if there's leftover beer after lunch uh i think we're just going to get another bottle for for later exactly so this you're going to start to you're going to start to taste some some different flavors i think there's a little bit of coriander in this yes and just um, a but it's not over the top coriander. It doesn't it doesn't linger on your tongue forever. Mm-hmm. It's not something that if you find Russian River brewing that a lot of people like and is gaining a national and international reputation, uh the Redemption is a nice beer of theirs to start with because it's probably one of their most mellow. Uh they're also known outside of the Shun beers um for Pliny the Younger and Pliny the Elder, both gigantic IPAs, and their Blind Pig, which is a mellower version of their gigantic <laughs> IPAs. Um <laughs> That would be an interesting show. What? Uh, all the... Blind Younger Elder and Blind Pig. Mm, and then we should pair it up with something else. Um, maybe but... Racer 5 or maybe um, US IPA. Exactly. But, um... Except it's not called US IPA anymore. Exactly, John. <laughs> um, so if, you're, if, you're, if you've heard something about the Russian River beers... But you're not sure which one you like, and you don't want to go for the IPAs, or you've had the IPAs, and you want to step into their their uh, their more Belgian-y beers. Um, the Redemption is your is your first step into these beers, and it's not something that's going to knock you out with a bunch of strange flavors. Uh, it's mellow and it's not assaulting. It's a beautiful, fresh, little soft beer. It's nice. There's no um, there's no re- orange in it at all. Where's our Pantone? We don't have any. No, no, we could go also, get it. Also, it comes. Um, no, it comes what I meant. A bottle that's corked and caged. So, as you heard from the beginning of the show, you get the yep. at the beginning. <laughs> One of those is going to work. We can use it for later to insert. <laughs> okay, it's not I'm going on strike. <laughs> it's not the. It's not the angry show like last week. We were just angry last week. I wasn't angry. I was oh, bit by a spider. That's right. You were bit by a spider. Um, or a Zool Millennium. That's what did it to me. So, <laughs> what you're laughing at my my tequila reference? No. Okay. <laughs> so the head the head is a really tiny, tight, almost um, foam. It is yep, foamy. It's very foamy. Very stuck together. I don't you get know. a lot of the flavor. You get a lot of the flavor in the head. Um, it's like it's sort of like the the description 
you get with the uh, the Anchor Wheat Beer, the Anchor Summer Beer that's like whipped egg whites. Right, whipped egg whites. And uh, You can't make a meringue out of it, though. It's like you couldn't cook it and then have it stick together. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's the intern? <laughs> we need the, intern, the... the intern got tired and ran away. <laughs> She had to go back to class and didn't have any more time between that and the evil empire she works for. Exactly. All right. What <laughs> else do we know about Russian River that we haven't already talked about? They have really good pizza. Yum. I like the farmer pizza. What's that made out of besides? I, th- I think it's the sausage whatever one. You wouldn't think that a farmer pizza would have sausage on it. Why, John? Because it's implying that you made ve- that it's a whole vegetable thing. That it was a farmer that made the that made all the parts. Farmers have pigs. I know, but you, okay, it's California. I'm sorry. <laughs> Farmers market implies fruits and vegetables and nuts. Very seldom do they ever have really tasty animals there that are on sale at the stands. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tasted a live animal. <laughs> That's motor at beerschool.com. You've never had a lot. Did you get the email that uh, somebody's going to call us really drunk on Thursday? I did not. Okay, I got got an email from a listener who wants the bear joke and says they're going to call really drunk on Thursday. Okay, we don't have the call-in show ready to go yet. Yeah, but fake phone number will pick it up. Fake phone number will pick it up. 206-666-5338 is the fake phone number. Do you have to pay extra to get the 666? Nope. That no it's not just it's not just 3 sixes, it's 4 sixes. Get it? 206. That's yeah. one. That's I, the first yes. 6. 666. There's the next 3 sixes. Yes. 5338. Yes. The robot will pick it up and take the the call the, the take the call. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant it is. Um well, let's see. What else do we know Nothing. about about <laughs> redemption? I don't know anything else about. We're support. I like it. It's a little bit over five percent. It there goes our, our famous description again. I like it. it goes good with tacos. Um, if you're up in beautiful Sonoma County in Santa Rosa today, sitting at the bar, you're, you can be drinking this stuff for two fifty a pint. Um, That's an absolute deal. It's an, you know because if you go to Tornado, it's five bucks. Okay, here we here we go. Not if you go during during the day at Tornado. How much is it during the day? It's not two fifty. It isn't happy hour Tornado. Oh, I didn't think Tornado had a happy hour. Happy of course, hour I only, only it's happy hour till six every day. I only ever get there until eleven. Get my my two dollar and fifty cent Radaburgers and eat sausages oh, from next What a deal! Yes, we should do the Talk show from there. Girls, you know, we should do the show from there. Except you usually have to bring your own pretty girl if you want a pretty girl at the Tornado. <laughs> That's motor at beerschool.com. Okay, you know what? They're all going to write in and go, I'm pretty. I got a tornado. Well, besides the beautiful Jen behind the bar. That's right. The fabulous Jen behind the bar. There's uh, other people that work behind the bar that are fabulous. Bats who saved my life once. Oh, yeah, bats. To bats. To bats. <laughs> Not to bat. But to uh, just to rub it in because we you know, haven't gotten enough hate mail recently. Uh, for all those people who are out there going, God, I wish I could get a bottle of that that Russian River Redemption. That's really great beer. Um, yeah, if you go to if you go to Sundays, uh, the happy hour at, at uh, Russian River Brewing, you can drink all their beers for two fifty on draft right at the brewery. Southwest has uh, sixty nine dollar airfares if you plan ahead. We might even drive you up there if you get here. <laughs> 
San Francisco, Southwest is coming back. Uh, I don't like Southwest. I know, but at least you can get to everywhere for $69. Exactly. Cheap. And uh, I think one airline flies into San Rosa Airport. I don't know which one that I think would they be. Fl- I think United Express flies in from L.A. The, Ch- the, the Charles Schultz Airport. All the people coming up from L.A. looking for uh, shun beers and great IPAs come to Russian River. Yes. Unless you want to go to, to the stuffed sandwich shop. Yes. Or the other place that I got access denied. The library. Oh, the library at house? Yeah. Uh, Too busy. Too busy. Not pretty enough. Not pretty enough. Me. No girl in tow. I remember. I remember. Uh, library alehouse? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Father's Office. I was going to go off on my... Father's Office is not even around anymore, is it? Father's Office is still there. Oh. No, Library Alehouse is crowded, but I've never had a problem getting in there. And that's usually where uh, I go with my friend down in L.A. We go there and they have good food. And you sit out in back in the patio. The beautiful Main Street, uh, Santa Monica, and a sort of lifestyle down there. The nice side of L.A. See, what were you doing getting a job out in the Valley, John? I don't know. You're supposed I to get a job in Venice. In one of those, in one of those blank warehouses that's you know like Quentin Tarantino's whatever. Exactly. Or, <laughs> well, I they mean, litter. They, uh, Culver City, Venice, and Santa Monica. There's stuff like that everywhere, and you just go. There's something badass happening in there. Yep. Something. Something like a pirate ship, maybe, or some spaceship. <laughs> <and> pirates are. <laughs> I love pirates. God. What's our next beer, John? I don't know. Our next beer is going to be Look. the no, not that oh. one. The other one. That okay. one. Um. This is a real Trappist beer. As opposed to a Vinny fake Trappist beer. No, it's a Trappist-style beer. Is it really a Trappist beer? That's Trappist Dale. They can't lie. No. So the the thing that I learned was if it's a Trappist beer, it's got to have – it has to be made by uh, – in, in a Trappist brewery. Yes, and Orval's one of the – Right. Uh-oh. That it can't be just uh, – named that it can't be a marketing name it so it has to be a, the real deal right and it's now, got a little stamp on the back here that says authentic trappist product. unlike abby ales which can be made and marketed however whose brain did we put in the monster abby's <laughs> abby who abby normal <laughs> <laughs> whose brain did we put in the monster <laughs> So, if Redemption is a single, Arval is a triple. What does that mean? Double, triple? Does that mean there's there's four times the amount of alcohol in it? No, but there's more alcohol in it. There's more of everything. More coriander? <laughs> I need another glass. Hold on. <laughs> okay, mark the time. Or should I just do uh, singing, song and dance? No. It was the darkest night. There was no moon inside. The star- oh, I like it here. I'm a gay German prince drinking sweet beer. The aliens have come back. Orval, triple Trappist ale. Well, 
Why is it so foamy coming out of the glass? No, no, no. <laughs> Big question. Yes, John? I don't know. Why is it so foamy coming out of the glass? I don't know. I it's really bubbly. I knew the answer to that once, but I don't remember it now. How could you forget? You need to get the uh, the knife that cuts the head off the glass. The, the, the head off the top of the glass. Those are collector's items now. <laughs> they can't use them anymore. You know why? Why? Something about unsanitary. I've seen that done just recently here. And where was it? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. The idea was is that people were using their same glasses. And so because they'd already been using it, this... this I was, beer up at, I was up at uh, bad, at uh, at Goodkirk in uh, in uh, at Browers. Okay, and Browers and they, does the whole thing, and they rinse the glass. They got the glass rinser at the right. bar. Uh, one thing about about Belgian beers and serving Belgian beers, they're very fastidious about uh, making sure everything's done correctly. Mm-hmm. And so at the bar, they have this upside down water jet that they rinse glasses on when they're pouring. They have a knife that they cut the head off the top. Uh, and as we've probably said millions of times before, they all have their own special glass for every beer. And so if you go into a serious Belgian beer bar, they've got all the right glasses for all the right Including beer. the beer head cutter offer knife. The beer head cutter offer tool uh, that looks a lot like a butter knife. And um, even at the, the big Zythos Beer Festival that I went to two years ago in Belgium, uh, at the beer festival, they have a thing to rinse glasses and wash the glasses and keep everything clean. It's all hmm. a, it's a big, exciting production to make everything right. And they don't do that at the normal bar. They just give you a new glass and call it a day. Right. I don't know. Is that lazy or is that just American authenticism? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> there is a story that I really can't tell right now because I have to tell it exactly correct to get the full impact. Okay, but it has to do with how much head is served on a glass of beer. And here, where we have our our uh, tumbler mixer glasses, which is the wrong glass for this beer specifically. Um, people complain if they you know think there's a half inch of head or something on top. That's an American thing, though. That's absolutely American thing. Most uh, places, especially Germany, um, you have the mark for, uh, you have the mark for where the pour is on the glass. You have it in England. I think it's. It's a law, and you're in big trouble if you don't get it to the right market in England. You're underselling your beer, but um, all those glasses are designed to accommodate the correct amount of head on top of the glass. Magnolia just switched their um, taster glasses to these really pretty, um, sort of double-sized shot glasses with a big fat base that they only pour up about two thirds of the way, so you can get your nose into the taster glass. And they got cool uh-huh. little triangular taster trays now, cool to try and match. The glass that they're serving the beer tasting into something that'll let you appreciate your little taste of beer. That's brand new because it used to be. That is brand new. They used to have this big the wood plank. board, yeah, the plank, and then there was little three ounce glasses that were no big deal. Right. So this is you know a whole sort of fancy fancy. Hmm. So what's the word on Orval? The word on Orval is that it's a well compared to the Redemption. It's much um, browner, more golden color is a better way to describe it. Um, it has a similar foamy head right? that um, I would say is, I don't know, indicative of the style. As mine is, uh, as my head is dissipated, it's left chunky chunks on the side of the glass, yeah. like foam still clinging to the side of the glass. 
And it has a sour flavor to it overall. It's got a beautiful nose. And the, mo- and the nose is is uh, aromatic. Um, there's some coriander that's coming through. A little bit. This is in the nose. Um, some of that sour flavor, that sour smell. Yeah. Anything else you want to describe? Suspicious about this beer. I'm thinking there's something a little bit off with this beer. It could be. We don't know the age. <laughs> well, we got it at someplace. We got it at City Beer, which means it's been rolling. You know that he doesn't have them for long. <laughs> what do you mean? How does it taste off? It just tastes sour something to me. The, there's something at the back that. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I do not profess to know anything. You don't either have the word for it. No, there's something that sits right in the middle of the back of my tongue that just isn't sitting right. Hmm. Is it, and it's not biscuity, and that's the only beer word right that I know. It's not metallic. <laughs> it's not metallic. <clears throat> Is it super sour? No, it's not sour. It's funky. Hmm. Funky monkey. Well, I don't have it. I don't. This is not a beer that I'm having often. Uh-huh. So I don't know if I don't know what the the profile should be. Yeah. No, there's something I think in the in the middle flat back part of my mouth that's not right. Oh well. Oh well. We'll have to, uh, folks. We're gonna, I'm going to do some some extensive research on this, which means going out and buying another bottle someplace else and seeing the flavors different. Then I'll come back. All right. Well, here's and I will I will let you know my, my the results of my experimentation. So here's two things. We know that this was uh, bottled on January 30th, 2007. Okay. Uh, it has an expiration or you know when it's dead of January 30th, 2012. Okay. So this beer is six months old. Right. So it could be that, uh, like a lot of the Belgium or a lot of this style, it goes through a phase where it's not right with itself. And we've got it in its punk teenage We have days. it in its punk teenage, not quite right with itself. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, a lot of these beers are designed to become older and be enjoyed for many years. And so... Six months? Who knows? Who does know? Vinny would know. God knows because it's a Trappist beer. I don't know if God drinks beer. This is one of... (sighs) What? Of course God drinks beer. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. There's a song that says, in heaven there is no beer. That's why we drink it here. And when our friends are... And when I'm gone from here, my friends will be drinking all the beer. There's no word in there that Mr. Dammit is enjoying beer. Okay, John. <laughs> um, so the history of this beer is uh, different different monasteries uh, sold local products to make money to continue along the monastery. And you've got uh, uh, monasteries that do cheese. You've got monasteries that do beer. Um, some monasteries have done wine. But in the north of Europe, beer is the prevalent uh, drink because you take the grains and you ferment the grains and so there's still I always get this one wrong seven or eight uh, monasteries that are still making Trappist beer Orval is one of them um, and the the monks in the monastery drink the beer uh, they usually drink a lighter version a single more like the redemption that we're having or we had previously uh, and they might pull out the, the bigger stuff for bigger celebrations where the monks have to let loose imagine monks letting loose Imagine that. 
swinging around the monastery by their tails. <laughs> and I believe... Flinging used grain at each other. I believe um, my sister, when she was on, on a trip in Europe, she, I think, went to Orval. I forget which monastery it was, but I think it was Orval. You'll there have might to, be pictures I could We'll be able to ask her in like three hours. Yes. <laughs> so now I'm tasting that funkiness. Yeah. That that whatever that is, and I don't have a description for it. It's just like it's almost it's like it's It's almost like it died. Yeah, there's there's something it's I don't you know what it could be? It could be what I was describing that it's just not quite right with itself and it needs to age for another 6 months and then it'll be fine. Well, what do you know? What do you know? We have a Trappist Triple. Oh, imagine A Chimay Trappist Triple. Trappist Triple. Trappist Twipple. Trappist Twipple. Lovely 8% by volume. And this too, Trappist Monastery. Trappist Monastery. And it has a bunch of floaties down on the bottom. It's got its little official Trappist thing. It's got its little official, uh, you're not pouring into the right glass motor uh, icon. And Chimay is probably the, uh, if you're running out and looking for this beer, Chimay, this is the um, Chimay Triple with sort of a yellowy beige-ish label. There's also a red and a blue. Um, this is probably one that you're most likely to find in the Belgian beers of the Trappist styles that uh, makes it around. So Pretty I'm much gonna, everybody has this beer. I'm going to gently into my glass. The wrong glass, sir. The wrong glass because we're not picking up. You're supposed to use sort of a brandy schnifter-ish glass for Belgian beers <coughs> so that the aromas released by the beer can swirl around and float in the big sort of top space of the of the, uh, of the glass so you get your nose into the beer. Um, <coughs> pardon me again. Um, it's sort of the opposite of Pilsner's. Last mm-hmm. night I was uh, drinking delicious Trumer pills. In the, um, in the, in the tall... Pilsner glass. In the tall Pilsner glass. In the first round that the server brought out, uh, she brought out a trimmer in a in a uh, imperial pint glass, and she goes, "I'll be back with the other with the other trimmer." And I said to the guy I was sitting with drinking beer, and I go, "You can have this one first, knowing that the odds were I was getting the the trimmer in the correct trimmer glass. The trimmer is in that tall stangy glass, right? It's tall, sort of fake double triple size stangy glass, yeah. tall skinny cylindrical glass." And um, I've done this to everyone now, uh, sitting at Barclays when this happens. I go, try it out of each glass. The beer will taste completely different. It's weird how that works. Yeah. That's because your nose is less into it and there's less there's less stuff blowing around. It's a different... It's a different... You're sensing it, you're sens- sensing it more with your tongue than with your nose. Much like drinking a beer out of a bottle. Yes. If you drink a beer out of a bottle, this, you know, we haven't even talked about this in a while. We just sort of assumed that the kids were always pouring their beer into a glass. Yes. Unlike last week. We have to get some Belgian glasses, too. I'm feeling dirty about how we're drinking this beer this week. Well, we should have. Well, you know what would be cool? No, what? <laughs> have people <laughs> steal plastic gla- disposable. Uh, you know, like you know, like the ballpark, you know, the, the, the plastic cups you get at the ballpark for beer? Right. The exact same sort of plastic, but molded in the shape of a Belgian with like, you know. With the right dents down on the bottom, so that it releases the that it causes the the foam, the, stuff. the yeah. stuff, yeah, the um, the gas to continue to to form out of the solution. Yes, that's the whole secret to the Duval glass. It has ah, a D down on the bottom. Duval. 
So I, it's all it's all bubble. It's all it's torrent of bubbles the whole entire time you're drinking it. I was drinking Duval out of small squarish glasses on the Eurostar as I passed from England to France, deep beneath the English. Was channel. that the correct glass? Square glasses? No. No. But you're on the train and you're going 100 and something miles an hour deep, deep, deep under the surface of the ocean. And I always, no matter what time I'm passing, I have the beer and I think to myself, this is the pinnacle of human achievement. There's a 30-something mile tunnel. Under I'm an ocean. traveling through it at over 100 miles an hour. And I'm drinking this delicious Belgian beer. This is what all of humankind's learning and energy has come together to give me. Yeah, and if it happens to crack open right at that time and water comes rushing in, trapping the train and everybody, at least you'll have a beer. Well, John, <laughs> we're going to take a break now and do some civil engineering stories. Um, in San Francisco, we have the BART tube that goes from uh, San Francisco to Oakland. That's pretty cool, too. You're, tra- you're You are traveling under an ocean in a train. In uh New York City, you have the uh, the tubes that lead the trains into Pennsylvania Station. You have the subway tubes that connect. Um, Not Brooklyn, as impressive. It's a river. Brooklyn, Brooklyn to uh, to Manhattan. Not as impressive. Just a river. The San Francisco tubes, and the San Francisco Transbay tube, and the New York tubes are structures that were built on land and taken out to the to the water and sunk. They dug a trench and they sunk it to the bottom. So yes, and there's an issue right now. The Bart tube could crack open. And fill up with beer because it's like a gigantic set of you mean, straws. You mean fill up with water, not beer. You said, <laughs> you said fill up with beer. I had a lot of beer in Unterberg last night. so um, It could fill up with beer. Could you could fill. The Trumer Beer Company, which has its uh, location near a BART stop, could actually flood the BART station. And then the beer would roll down the BART tube all the way to the Bit Trans Bay tube. It could happen. So, John... The channel tunnel is a tunnel that is dug through the through the uh, through the soil, through the chalk and clay and everything beneath the English Channel. So it's deep beneath the bottom of the ocean, like by fifty feet or something. Uh, I could give you the exact answer because I've got books on this, but it's probably more than that. It follows a uh, you try to follow the same geology. So that you're digging through the same material the whole mm-hmm. time. So it goes up and down and up and down. Did they find anything cool when they were digging that out? Like fossils or they, they records? Did, they, they can't tell anyone. Like they found the Loch Ness. They found, they found a UFO base. Neato. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath so, the Mediterranean Ocean, there is a UFO base. Exactly. And they, and they <laughs> drilled through it. I hope the UFOs got out before the water came in. They actually drilled through a Goldbridge-era ship to connect when they dug the um, the connection from Muni mm-hmm. from the Embarcadero station to uh, in front of Gordon Birch. that they they dug the tunnel from the end of the Embarcadero station around the corner uh, underneath that little park that doesn't really have anything going on in it. And when they were there, they actually there was a there are a lot of buried ships in San Francisco. There's a lot of buried ships. Those and they actually tunneled straight through the buried ship. So the ship's still there, but it's got a, you ride through that ship on the streetcar whenever you go through that tunnel. That's almost pirate-like. I know. <laughs> That's almost like Pirates of the Caribbean all every day. Exactly. For real. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, Except it wasn't pirates. It was Gold Rush guys. Yes. Hippie pirates. Hippie pirates. The original hey, hippie. Trouble. Oh, yeah. We're back on this. So, uh, okay. So here's the thing. 
the Shimei triple is not as sour as the Redemption. Right. It's a different style, and it shouldn't be as sour, but... What am I going to try? You've got you've got a lot you've got a, you've got a lot more uh, malt to make more alcohol, so you're getting more sweetness to balance off the dryness that comes from probably the strains of yeast. That's motor at beerschool.com, or you can just grab me by the scruff of the collar next time you see me and slap me around a bit uh, <laughs> uh, to get this because you've got not double but seventy five percent more alcohol in this product than in the singles. And you also, uh, I'm getting after you after you taste it, it's sweeter, but you also have sort of a burn left. Like the you taste the alcohol in this one, as where in the uh, you weren't getting much of that at all in the Redemption, making it a nice sort of soft round thing. And this, you really, I feel it like it's still coming back up or like lingering in the back of my throat. There's like this cloud of something that you might associate after you had a scotch or some whiskey or something like that. Not that the flavor is anywhere as alcohol-laden as a hard spirit, but you still get a lot of that flavor in the back of your mouth. So this beer is fermented twice. Twice? According to the back of the label. One, two. Means it goes through a primary fermentation, and then they add some more. They probably have to add a bunch more sugar to it or something sweet for the yeast to eat again. Something sweet for the yeast to eat. <laughs> Sweet treat for the yeast, and then they make. Um, then that goes. It, it seems, fires it back up. It fires it back up. It gives it more food. Gives it more alcohol. Makes that work. Um, this is one of the. This one has a yeast strain that was that was isolated by a guy named Father Theodore. Doesn't say when he did it. Um, I'm thinking if I'm remembering all the stuff, it was the fifties. The 1950s? I could be completely wrong, but there's something about um, when Chimay modernized after World War II. But I could – this is something you guys can look can look up, and I may be completely wrong, but that's just sort of – when you get that little nugget of something stuck in the back of your teeth, sort of like when you're eating corn mm-hmm. and you get a piece of corn husk stuck right in your teeth. It's yep. the same sort of thing. I get that with thoughts. Right. So <laughs> in my pre-research for the show, found out that Belgium had a similar – prohibition that the united similar to the united states they Did, they banned spirits uh-huh so no vodka no no whiskey no spirits of any kind no udivy. nope and in place of that what happened so they didn't out they didn't ban beer right they left beer alone and so beer became stronger because of the this ban on spirits right and so that actually lasted until 1963 <laughs> no spirits in belgium but all these great beers became you know came out of the, the out of this ban there's not a lot of information about it so they were all drinking beer garitas beer garitas and beer teenies and beer teenies and uh uh beer mo's <laughs> um i had absinthe last time i was in brussels Absinthe is fun. Oh, absinthe is the most interesting buzz I've ever had. It's a it's a warm, fuzzy buzz, and you get this strange energy because we were all sitting around at uh, the Deliria Tremens Pub uh, because the the absinthe bar across the street didn't open until eight p.m. and we had to be scurrying back on the train to London. Um, but I had it, and then I was discussing 
what I was feeling with everybody else at the table, and everybody was like, yeah. I noticed that last time I had absinthe, for real, that not fake absinthe, this new version of absinthe that's come out, not nearly the same. Uh-huh. Uh, absinthe that was, I can't really even say where it came from, but it showed up. And I noticed that the lights were all different. <laughs> they were glowing different. Sweet. Had a good time. I recommend absinthe highly to the the uh, students of beer school. If you yes. can find it correct, make um, sure you go through the whole the whole uh, ritual. Getting naked? No. Oh, that's how I did it. Not cutting your Oops. hair off either. Um, no, you <laughs> you you do the the sugar and then you do the the you know light it light the sugar on fire and then that melts into the absinthe. See, we're just going straight. That's. Well, that's fun too, <laughs> but you should experience it both ways because it's a different flavor. All right, what are we going to talk about next? We're going to talk about how the Arval should have tasted more like this. More like what? The Chimay. Oh yeah. Uh, this is it's it's, <laughs> it's young. It's funked. It's weird. The Chimay is tasty. That's why I reached all the way across our broadcasting console here to. Uh, Squirrel away, not all the rest of it, but most. Oh, you're leaving some for me? Uh, yeah, you know, I know you like the part with the crud. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> no, I tried to leave enough in there. I'm not that guy. You know, friends should leave the yeast for somebody else. We used to say that in college. All right, that's done. Yay. And um, I didn't get any yeast in it. It's still, you know, it's still its cloudy self. Chimay also makes wonderful cheese. They do? Yes. So you can have Chimay cheese with Chimay beer? Yes. Um, when After the absinthe bar, um, we split up our little intrepid posse. You go that way. I'll go this way. Yes. I, I had... Um, Cut them off at the pass. I had troubles with my train ticket. So I needed to get to the station early and talk to a person and get a ticket reissued. And so part of the posse ran off to the beer circus... And had dinner. What's and the beer circus? The beer circus is a, a multi-tap big beer bar in, in Brussels. Is that like Clown Alley? <laughs> it's exactly like Clown Alley. No, it's not. And uh, about two or three years ago, they changed locations and they they uh, gussied themselves up. And the the uh, the change is eh, I don't know maybe for the better. Hopefully, it's for the better for them. Um, but I went to this bar. The one place in Brussels that I had never made it to, uh, the Port Noir, which is the Black Door. And it's basically, imagine a metalhead with money wanting to open a Belgian beer bar in the in a dungeon-like basement space. With, like, swords and, like, uh, those big axes and, and that, stuff like that. And that weapon that's on the redemption bottle. Exactly. Cool. And uh, playing metal. <laughs> but uh, we went there. And uh, we ordered the cheese plate that was like five euros. And it was uh, two types of Chimay cheese and somebody else's cheese. And all the slices of cheese were almost the size of a slice of Wonder Bread. That's <laughs> a big a, plate. That's a big plate of cheese for five euros. That's a big, big plate of cheese. You know, here you get cheese plate for, you know, fourteen ninety five, And it's like little cheese. Yeah. And this is amazing Chimay stuff and this other stuff. And, uh, was nice. it paired with a pear? Uh, I think we had apples. I don't think we had pears with it. Mm. Uh, but also some really nice robust bread to go with it. 
and this fantastic Belgian beer listening to metal in this dungeon-like space. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, of course it makes sense. Rock and roll and beer go hand in hand. Where would beer be without rock and roll? Uh, Where would rock and roll be without beer? Or Jack Daniels and Van Halen's bass lines. Yeah, except that guy isn't even playing there anymore. He's a 16-year-old <laughs> kid who cannot raise the bottle and go. <laughs> have we uh, discussed yet the upcoming Van Halen tour before no, we get into our next beer? No, we have beer? not. In fact, we should discuss the next Van Halen tour before we drink the next beer. And uh, you know what? We were remiss. We totally screwed up. We could have gone to see the band that supports that beer that's coming up. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but I didn't. Harumph. Oh well. I next. tried to win tickets on KFOG. I even knew the answer for the for the for the quiz and everything, and it was like a no brainer. How come you didn't get called in? I couldn't no, I couldn't make it in on the phone. <sighs> I was I was a little bit bothered about that, but I went after the, it's like uh, it, uh Dweezel Zappel's out Dweezel Zapp is out on tour doing his dad's uh stuff. And they just played the Berkeley Community Theater, which is where Frank always used to play. It seemed to be a bit much money. Yeah, but uh, I would have gone. I would have gone if it was like uh, the, the Berkeley Community the, the Theater thing, the, is not that big, and I kick myself for never having seen Frank Zappa. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here because we're the real issue is, is David Lee Roth. And all you kids out there, I'm sure if you listen to all the things, I have really strong feelings about Van Halen and how they broke up in 1984. Is he going? <laughs> and anybody who lives uh, someplace near the beginning of the tour, go see the band. But I'm not excited about seeing the band here because by the time they get to either Sano F and Zay or uh, Concord, I think they're, they're also they're going to be they're going to be done. Dave's not going to be with the band by then. There, there'll be some big fight on the tour like there was before, and so I'm I'm thinking they're going to you know probably not even Sammy because he's busy you know making money on tequila and buying the sweet water. Um, he's buying the sweet water. That's, that's the big rumor out there that he's going to buy the sweet water. No way. That's yeah. cool. Uh, I mean, that means it's that's it's going to go forever. The sweet yeah. water. <laughs> if Sammy buys the sweet water, that means that ensures because there was a problem with the lease with yeah, the sweet water. The lease, so. that, that that somebody was like complaining that eh, we didn't like the wreck and roll because yeah. we're we're a community now. Like, all right, you homeowners, and I mean that with the homo part. <laughs> you homeowners that that bought there knew that the sweet water was there before you bought. Your house. You know, Marin County is nothing. Marin County likes to think that it's so special. It's not. Marin County is Orange County in a better setting. <laughs> That's what Marin County is. That's funny. It is. It's Orange <laughs> County in a better setting. Um, and for all of you people who have never been out to San Francisco, it's the cute little uh, forested area right on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge with all these cute little towns. Um, and everybody drives these really annoying cars. And it's where uh, it's where uh, Sammy Hagar lives. And the Sweetwater is. And Huey Lewis and the guys from Journey and probably a lot of the leftover members of the dead. Yeah, whoever's left. And, uh, but yeah, so Van Halen, if you can go see him with Dave, go see him with Dave, but I don't think Dave is going to be see him in the beginning. Gets... See him in the beginning of the tour and I think all the way through halfway. And, you know, our options, he's our he's, op- he's done this before. He's gone and he's quit the band halfway through the tour. Mm-hmm. What was the tour that they did two years ago, where or was it three years ago? Where it was probably three years ago. Oh, I know which one it was. It was the the, the when, Sammy Dave tour. The Sammy Dave tour, where they flipped who was the opening act every single time, mm-hmm. and halfway through that, it was just the Sammy tour, right? Because Dave was done. <laughs> 
You know what it is? It's the LSD. You know what it is? is Not in the LSD is the lead singer disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. Uh, you think God? I'm going to fix everything by trying to get back together with somebody that I knew ten years ago. Oh uh, right. And haven't seen. In 10 oh, years. you know that's the worst. We Have can you bring back the best times? No, you know what comes back. The worst time. Every single fight, <laughs> that unresolved issue of why you left in the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you know, God bless him, and uh, let's hope that uh, Dave has realized that he can, you know, fully confront his baldness and the fact that he's fifty something now. But he still rocks. He still talks the same way. He needs to go out and just do a big band thing. Well, he was playing in Vegas. Yeah, he needs to. He that's where he needs. That's where he needed to stay, actually, yes. because then you, you know, it's Wayne Newton and and David Lee Roth, and that's Dave. Dave is Flash. Dave is the big show, and Dave's yeah. got talent. And I always said that. <sighs> I always said that I'm we. John, I'm heartbroken now. Why? Making me sad. Because you're not going to be able to. Helen. You're going to have to fly out to see DLR play before he's gone. No, I'm just I'm all mopey. So, well, I only have to say this is that. That band, well, we're so far off topic, but that band has not played, has not consistently played in the last decade. <laughs> you know, they they really uh, used all their energy at the US Festival and since then. <laughs> they got paid the million bucks and that was it? Yeah. But here's, but even, even. And they mocked what? They mocked David, was it David Bowie or The Clash that they mocked the because Clash. they were getting paid more than them? The Clash. The Clash <laughs> actually played a better set according to the videotape that I saw. Uh, I didn't see the Us Festival. When see, it was and that's why everybody should buy Apple computers. Because of the Us Festival? That was Waz's thing. Oh, yeah, it was Waz. Waz said, I'm going to, you know, he went out and he saw Fast Times at Richmond High. Okay, we got to talk about beer here. He paid him a million dollars and bought Van Halen. (laughs) Although I don't think saving uh, Brooke Shields from drowning had anything to do with it. He just had a million dollars. I am honored. This is a cool thing. Honored to just have this man staring at me. And by man, I mean picture on a label. We have to give props to the people at Lagunitas for making this beer. Yes. Because this is really cool that they've done this. Yes. The man whose beer this is really kind of defined who he was the person who went and stood up against the 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 PMRC the PMRC the wives the wives in in Washington that had nothing better to do than (laughs) to take on rock and roll saying rock and roll is bad like we'll know what rock and roll is is a billion dollar industry. That's when I voted for Al Gore. That's why I had to hold my nose when I voted for Al Gore because he's still married to Tipper and Tipper was the lead for the PMRC. And there's a, uh, I forget what the album is, but it's his testimony before <laughs> Congress. So I'd be interested to see what sort of toys you had, your children had, Mr. Zappa. You're invited to come over to the house anytime and check them out. <laughs> exactly. So we're drinking this beer called Kill ugly radio it's in honor of the original frank zappa and the mothers of invention album called absolutely free um and it's 40 years old that album kind of amazing so like when i was two (laughs) this thing came out yes out of uh beautiful lancaster california the high desert up where they uh, build ufos and stealth bombers Mm -hmm. and rocket ships the uh, the thing that's amazing about so my introduction to to Frank and his music was at night camping in the middle 
uh, of a lake. One of my friends brought, you know, came down, had found a tape in the trash <laughs> from the store where he worked, and it had a um, a song on it called "Titties and Beer." Yep. Heavy rotation on Doctor Demento back in the day. They played it on Doctor Demento. They played it on Doctor Demento. Means we can play it on Beer School. <laughs> they only had to. They only had to bleep about two or three things out of it. <laughs> um, and it wasn't obviously the titties and beer part. Really, I know. I can sing. All, I know all the words to the song. So that was. Go? So that was my introduction to that. And we. And being from typical, typical teenager from the Midwest, that was the song that you know got. You play it, and then you rewind, and you play it, and you rewind, and you play it, rewind, and then somehow, over a period of time, I started to listen to the whole entire thing. And I was like, all right, well, the funny song was good, <laughs> but the rest of it is brilliant. Yeah, and that that album, it's like, it's something like Live in New York, and I remember going out and buying it. It was a double record live thing that... Back back when I started buying albums, you could get them at Odyssey Records and Tapes for four forty four, <laughs> and I think I paid something like seventeen dollars for that album. Wow! Because they used to have double albums. Uh-huh. I bought Yellow out of the blue to come bring back around to that point. That was eight eighty eight because it was two records. Um, out of the Blue was a fun album, but that's the one lot- with Mister Blue Sky on it. Yeah, and Horace. No, 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 no. That's uh, no. Mr. Blue Sky is on. God, we're, uh, Mr. Blue Sky is on Out of the Blue. Uh, Horace is on Discovery, which is the album after Out of the Blue. Okay, but um, Frank Zappa's stuff. There was actually a, a debate on this on KFOG last week, and two of the people on the on the morning show can't stand Zappa, and two of them think it's brilliant. Why is it? Why? So, what was their thesis <laughs> for hating Frank? The. Uh, uh, one person was, I didn't listen to enough of it, so I don't get it. And the other one was, oh, I don't like jazz either. <laughs> but um, So the album Jazz from Hell was just beyond them. Yes. But, well, that um, was when he was playing this in Clavier, which is basically the, one of the very first computer-based synthesizers. And he was doing crazy stuff, like 913. Yeah. You know, most music is 2-4 or 3-4, <laughs> right? So it's really simple. But yeah. 913, that means rhythms that are really from hell. And um, his stuff, his stuff is amazing. If you go back, uh, if you want a gentle introduction to his really complicated stuff, uh, pick up either Grand Wazoo or Hot Rats. I I would agree. Yeah. And because um, some of the some of the albums are the uh, the catchy, funny, dirty songs, um, like Apostrophe or Overnight Sensation, uh, have a lot of a lot of the songs that you might hear. Um, actually, Titties and Beer, that album is relatively rare, and it was just because it was played all the time on Dr. Domeno mm-hmm. that people got into it. And then, um, I mean, he's been dead now for 15 years, maybe? No, not that long. Um, I want to say when did he a, run, dec- he, a decade. He ran for president in... Um, 93. Yeah, and I think he died right around then. I mean, he he was not around. It, if you, there's an album called uh, Broadway the Hard Way, and on Broadway the Hard Way, uh, he's all the all the political stuff that he's singing about back then. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same stuff. Now. Nothing's changed. Exactly. No, it's gotten worse. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, well, that was amazing. Well, part of it is nothing has changed, right? It's some... still the corruption. It's still the 
I'm doing it for for me. I'm not doing it for the country. Uh-huh. I'm I'm doing it for my corporation, and I use air quotes when I say that. You know the the idea that wow, this is the weirdest beer school ever. But the idea that that we have these people that are lifelong politicians. No politician should want to be a politician, right? <laughs> if if they want to be a politician, that means that we're, I'm not going to vote for them. <laughs> Serious. It should be a random event. That way we have, you know, people from the community that are there. Right. The other thing is that the random event needs to have education that comes with it. Right? If you're not educated to vote for the candidate, then you should not be able to vote for him. It should not be an an emotional invoked event. It's morning in America, John. The idea that the idea that you base the the selection of president based on what kind of underwear he wears, <laughs> boxers or briefs, give me a break. That's not right. I voted for Clinton the second time knowing full well he let his daughter go to Stanford. <sighs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting. Hmm. You know, <laughs> looking back, the man who went down for a blowjob – Actually, he didn't go down. Somebody else went Thanks. down for him. But, but you know the, the, you know but the but, joke is, John? No. You don't actually blow on it. Well, I know that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so the man the man who, who whose presidency was ruined over, over something trivial based on what's happening today. Uh-huh. I mean, how come this guy isn't, isn't, isn't strung up? How come the people of the United States haven't, haven't lynched him already? That's John Foster at Freeschool.com. John at Freeschool.com. <laughs> no, I mean, this guy is a criminal by comparison to the guy who, who was being a humanitarian. Exactly. You know, it's like, what's the, you know, oh, here's evil, here's, here's, the, here's a corporation just a mile and a half from where we are who tripled their profits in the last year. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like, you know, nobody, nobody sees this as a problem. Oh, no, everybody is entitled to profits. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Constitution that you're entitled to profits. Yeah, that's the pursuit of happiness. That's Whatever. That's not, you know, money cannot buy happiness, and I'm proof of that. But it can buy a really good substitute. <laughs> oh, well, here's to beer. Here's to beer, John. <laughs> so you know, I think the uh, the Chimay really ripped up my tongue. Oh, well, this is this is this is a very unique beer. Yeah, this is a I would say describe the um, Kill Ugly Radio as an angry pale. Hmm. Let me try another sip of that. <laughs> No, I saw Frank play. Play. He didn't really play. He was part of a forum uh-huh. where he was basically doing a QA session, and he had a speech beforehand. And this was in support of going against the PMRC, right? And he said, "Look, I'm going to do a 50, 50 state or fifty to, uh, day tour, and I'm going to go to as many different colleges or forums that I can, and I'm going to talk about this." And so he says, "Look, you have." If you want to change it, you have to run for something. You can't just let the bastards win. You can't just stand by and say, here's, here's what we're doing. We're going to let them do it. Now, the problem is, is that not everybody has a lot of money, and that's what it really takes to make a difference in politics. Uh-huh. If you want to run for whatever, you've got to have something because you, you have to buy signs, posters, whatever. 
So that really becomes the... the, the Have people who know too much killed? I don't know anybody that needs to be killed. I'm on somebody's list. I know I'm on that no-fly list. (laughs) All right. And I'm totally on it now. (laughs) Um, But so he was like, if you want to change it, you guys... we love you for mailing us a coaster. Exactly. We still have that coaster. (laughs) It's still on the table from last week. But then the other thing he was talking about, and this was, I don't know, stuck with me more, was that a word, a single word by itself is not offensive. Right. That if you take, a, if you single out the word, for example, we're going to use alpine, because that was, there's a thing that says, al, or beer, for example. You take the word and you isolate it and it's just a word. It doesn't mean it's not it's not offensive and not it's not thought provoking. It it's only the word by itself. It's only when you string it together in a bunch of in a bunch of different ways. Some of those can be hateful, some of those can be supportive, some of those can be other things, that the word itself becomes offensive. Right. <laughs> and that's that was what the point of music censorship was. It's censorship in general is that you cannot just blanketly say that the word whatever is offensive tootie tootie <laughs> hootie hootie and the uh the funniest thing about the whole we need to rate records and things like that is you still see a couple of cds that have the little uh the explicit, explicit lyrics lyrics if you're 14 years old that's the one you're gonna buy of course i have a um I have a uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kid Rock Cowboy with the, the bleeped out version. Of <laughs> oh, it. the bleeped out version. And it's almost impossible to find the unbleeped out version, mm-hmm. or at least as I was uh, searching around for it, because you know I want to respect the artist's true message. Right. Is that a knock at the door? Uh, no, I think it was door opening and closing. I don't think it was a knock. Okay. Just Somebody's going in and out of the office across the way. Right on. Just checking. Right on. Um. I like your description of this as being sort of an angry pale ale or whatever it is. It's kind of like a Frank. If Frank was going to have this, you know, ask for a beer, this would be the beer that he would ask to make. Um, there's a uh, his uh, daughter, Moon Unit. This is probably the Zappa song that most everybody oh, else right. knows. The valley Moon girl, she's a valley girl. Okay, fine. For sure, for sure, she's a valley <laughs> girl. And you know, no funny girl. how those words have stuck. Um, 25 years later. Yeah. Uh, and basically what it was, was he was sampling before it was really sampling. Right. The way his, his, uh, she was probably 14 or 15 at the time, uh, how she'd speak. They lived in, um, uh, the Valley. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember wh- which one in the Valley, but one of the towns in the San Fernando Valley. And so he just strung together his daughter's conversation into, into this thing that was probably one of his biggest commercial, commercially played, uh, hits. And that's all still there, and it really defined the genre of the Valley Girl. Like, oh my god! <laughs> that's like almost, almost to the detriment of of language development. Yes. Well, because language is a crazy thing, and if you listen to the way that kids develop the language that they're using, it's always changing. It's always it's forever morphing, and so the the OMG. Uh-huh. That might have dropped off if that song hadn't been recorded. Like, oh my god! Um, she though, why I brought this up, um, probably six years ago, uh, wrote a book, and 
I think it's called America the Beautiful. And it's supposedly fiction, but everybody goes, this is your life growing up. <laughs> uh, and just the the crazy life in the, in the story. It's a famous a famous artist, painter or sculptor or something, who is like going all over the world all the time in the strange family life at home. That's a bio, that's an autobiography <laughs> if I ever heard one. I know. And they were both, uh, I never saw them, but they, Dweezil and, and Moon were both on uh, MTV. They, I think of men too. Yeah, they had a bunch of, they had, I don't know, a three or four year contract with them. Yeah. Very talented people. And Dweezil was in um, some bad beach movie. Which one? Um, not Surf 2. No, not Surf 2. You know um, the movie though, right? No, I don't know Surf 2. You don't know Surf 2? There was never a Surf 1. It was just called Surf 2. <laughs> it's a hilarious movie. I'll dig it up. I have it on a VHS. Excellent. We we have the two VHS players right here and the monitor. Excellent. Ready to go. For the next beer school, we should just pop in my uh, Michael Jackson tapes. Exactly. Let Michael talk. Yes, because you can't get that on DVD. Oh, yeah, I have to does, work on that. Does that make fair use? Um, no. He's still alive. Yes. If he was dead, we could claim fair use. Actually, from a beer school point of view, so we're going to diverge off onto more media. Michael Jackson, but not the one who's hired to sell more media. So, because we're an educational show, yes, we can claim fair use when we're using the those tapes. Brilliant, brilliant. Because it's in education, you can use clips of stuff as long as it's talking about from an educational point of view. Brilliant. Much like we're also a news show. What's some, the news, John? Uh, oh, okay. So we know who's going to win the Darwin Awards this year. Oh, yes. That guy who was at a beer festival? At a zoo. At a, <laughs> what the hell were they having a beer festival at a zoo for? They have for? a beer festival at the Oakland Zoo. It's called A Taste of Oakland, and it's, I think, 75 or 80 I don't think to you're, get in. I don't think you're supposed to taste the bear, though. So what happened, John? This is an intriguing so story. So we don't know the whole story. We only know that there's a paragraph about what happened, but some bears were eating a guy inside the bear cage. Literally. He was naked and the bears were, had dragged him into the corner where the bears normally ate. And, um, there was stones and cell phones and batteries found inside the cage with the bears and the dead dude. Yep. Which means that it was there was other people that were there that they egged him on to take off his clothes and jump into the bear cage. What were these people thinking? John, you know, uh, getting back to my stories about the Oregon Brewers Festival. Yeah. Sure, the Saturday night of the Oregon Brewers Festival, if there's a bear to go, you know, mess around with, I probably would have done it myself. Really? Oh, that's right. Especially, you know, if I had a good friend like Jaime egging me on to do it. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you were in autopilot go, mode. Go beat up the bear motor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, beer festival, guy got eaten by bear. It's almost like the thirsty bear down the street. Yep. Who uh, terrorized a circus over a beer. Yes. Not Doesn't have nearly the sad ending, though, <laughs> to that guy. Wait, the guy got eaten by a bear? No. Yeah, that's sad. Eh. Except for the guy. I mean, yeah, it's sad for the guy. We're probably amused. Good for them. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, he got eaten by a bear. Wonder how long they stayed. 
that's a question to ponder. That is actually a pretty deep thought. <laughs> Did they was, was the bear you know, was the guy like amused about it? Was he playing with the bears and then the bears just, you know, accidentally batted him? I don't want to know why he was naked. <laughs> don't Maybe they said, okay, dude, if you go into the cage naked, you can escape because they'll, they'll just smell you and then they'll think that you're just one of the bears. <laughs> throw off your clothes. They'll smell your clothes. They won't smell you. That'll distract them. So run back over here. And then they started throwing cell phones at him to try and trip him as he was running away from the bears. Maybe they were throwing cell phones and then calling those cell phones so that the bears would be distracted thinking that they had to answer a phone. So the homework this week is to get naked and go into a bear cage? If it's an empty bear cage, yes. But then what would be the point of getting naked and going into a bear cage? Bringing somebody you care about with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I don't think that's good Everybody homework. should go. I don't think, everybody I don't think should that's find, good homework. I don't think that's, everybody should there's find There's a liability. Uh, uh, well, know. because there's the liability that the bear cage might not be empty. Right. And doing it in the bear cage with bears there. So what's the homework? The homework is beer. The homework is bear. <laughs> the homework is to go out and find a... The homework is to find a chamay, this triple. Or something like it. Or something like it. This Orval. Yes. And watch out, because you, you probably got to break a Lincoln to get one of these. Pretty much. Five bucks. Yep. You're not going to be able to find the Russian River unless you're trading with us. You, you got you to break a Hamilton to get a Russian River. You gotta send us beer to get a Russian river. And if anybody has a good idea for a show, although we've got a bunch lined up and ready to go, or if somebody wants to send us some funky regional beer, we want to talk about it. If anybody has any bootleg Zappa recordings, they should that's your homework. Send us bootleg Zappa recordings. There's uh My dad had big paws. Um <laughs> you know what we could do i just thought of this we could get the robot to tell the joke so I like, all, I like communicating with our listeners i know but we could get the we could get the bear joke phone number it would be 206 bear <laughs> whatever was <laughs> 206 whatever bear and then you can hear the bear joke 24 hours a day watermelon wheat 21 US US 21A IPA <clears throat> You know sometimes this sometimes was... I just I just sit there and I think how much how many notes I'm putting out in the air and I I'm, I'm working dirt cheap <laughs> Steve Martin No National Lampoon Almost Mr. Rogers interviewing a bass player Oh, that so, guy. Oh, you play, you, play, you play the bass guitar. What do you think about when you're playing the bass guitar? Because I think about, you know, puppies and fluffy clouds and all sorts of happy things like that. What do you think about? Well, I think about mainly how much I'm getting paid and how how little I'm getting paid when I'm up there playing the bass. Cheese printers. <laughs> Egg muffins. Egg muffins. <laughs> Forever etched on my mind. I cannot call it an egg McMuffin. It's an egg muffin. <laughs> well, that's awfully lies. Would you like to pay your base for us right now? <laughs> We're going to go to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, no, man. I got to drive. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, we only have one last thing to say. Wait, do we figure out the homework? Yes, John. All right, just making sure. Are, so is this a two day, a two week bender from the t- leftover from the tequila party? Uh, I'm just. Not, I think you killed the last brain cell. I am just not in it. Oh, so this is the second weirdest beer show, beer school show we've had. No, I still have to go back and listen to the uh, our Bohemia Lowenbrow one. <laughs> but I still think that's the low point of the totally show. Totally unprepared, ready to just kill myself at the end of that show. <laughs> Seriously, you know when I when I wrote about the um, on the thing about not winning and about wanting to quit. Yeah, that was the show that defined that I wanted. I'm not going to do the show ever again. <laughs> I'm going to do it forever. Well, I know that, and we're going to do it forever now. Anyway. We only have one last thing to say on Beer School for sure, and that is... Class Dismissed! Thank you. I love it. It's fun. It is. It's... I probably probably haven't seen Hogan's Heroes in 20 years. Oh my gosh. We got hate mail about the difference between Roots and Hogan's Heroes. I figured we would. Oh my god! <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I'm mean, not. You didn't forward that. I to didn't. Me. I can't. <laughs> it's funny because I, I, as as much as I want to make fun of the guy, I was like, dude, get over it. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was it was not even. It was not intended to be malicious. It's just that Roots was long and Hogan's Heroes is funny. <laughs> and I'm sorry that you drew the conclusions. The mad conclusions between what we were, what we didn't even imply at all. Exactly. That was in your mind. Talk about theater of the mind. <laughs> wow. Where you got that from? I have no what if idea. What was F Troop and Roots? F Troop? What's that? What's F Troop? I don't know what that is. Oh my God. The end of the Civil War was near one, quite accidentally. It's, it was, um, I don't know the show. It was. Uh, oh, do you want more angry, um, angry pale? Sure. Okay. Well, you get yourself some first. F Troop was uh, Ken Berry, who was the star of a lot of those '60s Disney movies, as sort of a goofball, didn't know what he was doing. Um, uh, ex post Civil War, uh, uh, colonel or whatever, commanding this fort out in the Wild West. Uh huh. Uh, with Larry Storch and Forrest Tucker um, <clears throat> as it was sort of a cross between Hogan's Heroes and the Phil Silver Show. Weird. That he, the commander really didn't know what was going on. He, the two guys under him were running all these scams with the Indians, like selling them whiskey in exchange for whatever else, and just stupid, stupid wackiness. But it was a. How come this show never went? It was never syndicated. <laughs> it was syndicated. That it was. It used to be on um, Channel Thirty Six here. We didn't get Channel Thirty Six where, I, but, uh, where, where know, I grew up. As soon as we turn off the machine, hop on and we'll look up F Troop on. Uh, okay. On on uh, Google and F Troop was. Uh, it was I'm sure about that three seasons. I'm sure the, that some of it's up on YouTube. The monkey were the monkeys on F Troop, or there was some rock band crossover where they showed up on. The monkeys were never on F Troop. It was something like that. It was so yeah. It was F Troop was one of those shows. I never really watched any serious shows when I was a kid. I didn't like Bonanza or Gunsmoke or any. I of didn't those. like those shows either. But um, Get Smart, you watched that one, right? Oh, I love Get Smart. Yeah, Agent Ninety Nine, the most brilliant way of getting around the censors ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the whole cone of silence and the the hallway of doors that he had to walk through. The the shoe phone. Yes, 
and uh, chaos. When I realized later on in life that Doc was evil Siegfried from Get Smart. <laughs> wait, wait, Doc on the BN? No, Doc on on the Love Boat. Oh no Doc, way! Yeah, that was that was Siegfried. <sighs> he played Siegfried on on Get Smart. Oh and then my he was gosh! Doc on the Love Boat. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Oh wait, no, 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 Bernie Cobble. <laughs> The brain is making the connection, the pathway, <laughs> and I might be able to play that stupid game now. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Huh. What do you know? And uh, McHale's Navy. McHale's Navy didn't really get into McHale's Navy. It was it was interesting and historic because part of McHale's Navy, they were based in the Pacific Islands somewhere. And then the second part of McHale's Navy, they were based in Italy. Sort of going along with how the war and where they would be different right, places the war, in World the War The war II. moved around. And McHale's Navy was just sort of a ripoff of the Phil Silvers show. And Phil which, Silvers, was all, which is also sort of – McHale's Navy had a lot of field that um, Hogan's Heroes had. Yeah. And uh, Phil Silvers' show, you know, the whole Sergeant Bilko thing just seems like it came straight out of vaudeville or something. That you could have done it on stage as a, you know, a, little, a little skit. And they just did the same skit over and over and over and over and over, <laughs> over again. But Phil Silvers is brilliant. Hmm. It was uh, he basically played himself in Mad 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 World, which is a funny, 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 funny movie. Not paying your taxes—that's like stealing from the government. <laughs> that's like just not paying your taxes. <laughs> stealing from the government; those bastards steal from us all the time. <laughs> Uh, oh, right. I've got to. I've got to. I've got to pull that uh, Jonathan Winters whole soliloquy out of <laughs> Mad, 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 Mad World. Well, I went we, to go see it. Uh, I think it was the. It was the 25th anniversary of the opening of the Cinerama Dome in Hollywood. Did they play it? It was Mad, 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 Mad World because that movie debuted there, and um, they <laughs> Jonathan Winters was there. Cool. And the way the original movie laid out. Uh, it was a big thing because they put the movie back together. It was laid out as uh, a movie with an intermission in the middle because the running time is about three and a half hours. Right. And at the intermission, uh, everybody's talking to Jonathan Winters, and we're go- we're down there just like listening to people ask questions of him, like in a crowd, like in sort of a scrum. And he goes, "I can't ask any more questions. I got to go take a leak now." <laughs> uh, perfect. Mork's father, or no, Mork's baby from uh, Mork and Mindy. That's right. Yeah. And actually, he, uh, uh, Robin Williams talks highly of Jonathan Winters. Oh yeah, like his whole his whole thing was based around that character, that guy. Yeah, and the, all the voices and everything that he's been able to do was extracted from his persona. They would talk about when they were filming Mad 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 World out in the desert around Palm Springs, and they'd be hang- after after the shoots at the end of the day, they'd be hanging back at the hotel around the pool. And Phil Silvers would be like, he had a card game going and stuff like this. And Jonathan Winters, he would just do improv. He'd ask people, what do you want me to do? Uh, you're, you're, an old lady, you uh, you're an old lady in a spaceship. You know, and he'd do old lady in a spaceship. <laughs> Let's see. Which button do I press? Do yes. I press the red one or do I press the green one? If you're I press an angry the green... bear in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're doing impressions. On Beer School, Beer School has re- reduced itself to pretending that we're the great Jonathan Winters. Yes. There's no way that that's funny. You know, I wish I had a video iPod right now because I'd like to go watch uh, uh, Big Lebowski. 
You don't need Jonathan help. Winters if he was younger could be. The, he would could, he would be perfect. He would though. be the dude. No, no, he'd be he'd be uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, the the gun toting. Yeah, he'd be yellow uh, glasses vest wearing. Yeah, that would be Jonathan Winters. That's he wouldn't funny. be the dude. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, the dude what? is a great Halloween costume too. By the way, if you got the hair to do it, don't have time to make the hair. <laughs> Takes about a year to get the hair ready. Is the intern working on the hair? Uh. No, how would the head? No, that's a. This is my. This is a personal thing. Frank Zappa has another beer. They did it in Mothers of Invent of Mothers. Wait, what are you putting that in the thing for? We got to take the photographs. Oh, class See, photo. We're lost without the intern. The intern would study up. The intern would have taken those and put them over on the side. Hey, we need a new intern, by the way. So whoever's in the San Francisco Bay Area that has time on Sunday at 11 o'clock, we meet at 563 2nd Street and uh, have pre-beers, have some lunch, and then uh, we come and record it. So if you want to be an intern, and what that entails is... Retarded. Kids, I'm retarded. No, actually, the funniest thing ever... <laughs> I'm re-Ted. ...was the new nickname for Ted. <laughs> Which I just think is brilliant. Oh my gosh. It's like retard spelled wrong. <laughs> and like no disrespect to Ted, but Reted is the funniest nickname that you could ever have. So here's the story, kids. There's 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 a regular at the good old twenty one A. We love Ted. And he came in he came in the other night and Well no no, first off, you have to tell the pre story. How he, wanna, got, how, how he got, got how he got his first nickname? Yeah, he got his first nickname. He was annoying me for a while, so I figured I'd just start calling him Todd instead of Ted. And then everybody in the restaurant started calling him Todd, <laughs> and it got him really pissed off. He didn't show up for about three weeks after <laughs> getting after getting every after everyone started calling him Ted. Todd, I mean Todd. <laughs> hey Todd. <laughs> I still called him Ted out of respect for Ted. <laughs> I, I would call him Ted or Todd every sort of go back and forth. It's and then but when when it stuck, that was where it really got wrong. <laughs> you know, sometimes I kid a little too much and get in trouble. So, so uh, poor Todd. Friday night. Friday night. Um, I'm sitting quietly at the bar, minding my own business, and Ted comes in. Hey, Ted, what's up? And he's all like, "Motor, I've got a great new nickname for you." As if you need a new nickname. It, and. I don't even remember what it was. It was oh no, it's it's ridiculously stupid. Yeah, here, ready? Yeah, Motown. Yeah, Motown. <laughs> like Motown. No, no, I got I got motor and I got motorious, and motorious is spelled with lowercase m and with an exclamation point at the at end. the end. Yeah, uh, that we're working on the rebranding of motor is motorious. Um, and I said no, Motown. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. And I go. You want, you're going to get a new nickname. <laughs> you're getting a new nickname. <laughs> and he sort of looks at me like, oh, God, it's going to be Todd again. <laughs> no, it's Reted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, and after reading all, after being a fan of Fake Steve for the last nine months, <laughs> all these different free tards and freight it tards. It didn't come from there. No, I know, but yeah. it's funny that way because if if Fake Steve was giving Ted a new nickname, yeah. it would be re, it would be Reted. <laughs> <sighs> Are the Giants losing yet? I don't know. We should maybe either either think about leaving or we should go see the Giants. I have a ticket. You to got that. a ticket for the Giants. So I've got a family obligation. What time is it? I know it's I uh, know. 1.20. 
that we've been recording this, so we're getting close to when you need to leave. Mm, yeah. Look at your uh, doorbell and see what time it is. I've got 45 minutes. Cool. It's 14.14 uh, right now. What else could we talk about for 45 minutes, or are we going to endure this for the rest okay. of Okay. Uh, we're going to touch on a subject that you can't stand. What? What's um, her name? No, no, no we're no, not no, going to no. talk about what's her name. No, 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 no. Um, my my Kmart cell phone is nearing the end of its life, and I have to start oh, working for a new cell are phone. Are you going to get? Are you going to get that thing? No, I'm not going to get that thing. Okay. Although if I could get a hack, if I could get the uh, the reconditioned one for for three ninety nine, yeah. hack to run on T Mobile, I'd get that. Thing. Okay, so if you let me ha- let me lay that down. If you can get that thing hacked, you're all into it. <laughs> um. But no, what I'm looking for in a cell phone is I like small cell phones that I can text on and, uh, and put the in phone your, works. And put in your mouth. That's that, And put in my <laughs> mouth. It needs to be small. But my problem is I don't want – well, one of my big problems in, in life in general is, is I get a picture in my mind of what I want before I've even looked at what's out there. And then I go searching for this imaginary thing, whether it's clothing or shoes – or a cell phone. Those, like those gray shoes that you found? Did you imagine those? These are the, no, these are the most comfortable shoes I ever. I know, but did you imagine them? It looks as... like you needed a prescription. <laughs> did you imagine them being gray? No. What I what I saw was I get the, the junk mail from New Balance, who needs to bring back the 801s, because I would buy 801s over and over and over again. But they said, yeah, those shoes are too popular. We're not going to make them. Uh, so I've, I've bounced around through other New Balances, and they sent me the junk, the junk email about, you know, or not junk email. Uh, you know, buy some more shoes, buy some more shoes. And I was looking and they said, these are made in America. They're uh, really comfortable and they were on sale. I said, okay. And they showed up and I opened the box and I said, oh God, these shoes look, look like I needed a prescription to buy them. But I am going to buy another pair because they are damn comfortable, even though they look like, you know, they don't have Velcro. They actually lace up, but if they had Velcro, it looks like something your great grandfather would wear. Mm-hmm. But they're so comfortable. I see. So uh, getting the cell so phone anyway, thing. So you have this I imaginary want, cell phone. I have like. this imaginary cell phone. Uh, it's It needs to just be small and to be able to call and text. And I want to make sure that for small cell phones, it's also not something that's popular with, say, 15-year-old girls. Because I just, well, I don't think what, they. What about one like this? It's got an antenna. Oh, see, okay. So that's the defining thing. It <laughs> cannot have a, it cannot can't, have a stick. It can't have a stick sticking out of it. Hmm. Um. And I'd really like one made out of metal, but I know you can't make cell phones out of metal because it inhibits the, uh, the the transmission. It inhibits the ants. Yeah. Um, so right now it's Motor's looking for a new cell phone, and he's trying to figure out. And I like my T-Mobile service. Um, I like that my little junky phone uh, works anywhere in the world. Um, it's just that... Why don't you go on eBay and find the same phone that you already have? I want to... I wanna, the, the one phone that I like that I don't think they make anymore is a Motorola Pebble. Oh, yeah, the, Pebble were... came, the Pebble came out the same time as the Razor, yeah. except the Pebble is like the soft, round, rubbery-looking phone. Sure. That came in it, looks like a, it looks like a, something you could swallow. Yes, and I thought the orange Pebble... It looks, like those, real... it looks like that. Yeah, it looks like the Sensenheimer Winder things. Um, the orange Pebble, it's like, I need that. And they all but disappeared, so I... Th- don't know what it was, whether they didn't sell or whether there was a flaw in them, but I really like the Pebble. What about that Motorola? Uh, what, Every, the one that's the most popular Motorola phone that was ever made. No, the Razor thing. No, not the Razor. The other thing. It's the, it's yeah. about it's about. Well, it's the same size as that. Only it doesn't have. It's not a clam phone. It's just an open face. Oh, eh. 
You want it to be a like clam. clam. All right. See, I'm really picky. All right. Just check this little picture in my brain. Maybe it'll come up with something to, re- to, to come up with something to replace the pebble. Yeah. Well, <clears> you know, you can get that thing because it doesn't have it doesn't have an antenna. That thing would be fine if it runs on if like you get the hack one that runs on T-Mobile. All right. Well, if any beer school listeners have a thing, that thing that's been hacked for T-Mobile, <laughs> Motors interested. Yes. I wonder if I bought it in Germany, where T-Mobile is the oh, uh, is the partner, and I brought it back here. If it would work, your bill would be in German. That's okay. German is just like English, only different. They just put in funny words. Hmm. <laughs> they were supposed to send me one of those things. Bastards. Bastards didn't send me that thing. I think you need to. Maybe uh, because I didn't suck up to them. And I kept calling it that thing. <laughs> You're bitter. I'm not. <laughs> I would say, and the thing was, is that I said, okay, even if you send me that thing, I still probably won't use that thing. Unless I can take the sim out of this thing and put it into the other thing. Sure, there are games you can play on it without service. <laughs> well, it? now that it's hackable, now that the, the kids have hacked it, Totally thinking about it. Yep. All right. Well, hey, kid. No, I don't want to talk to the kid yet. <laughs> you just want to keep going. What are you looking for? You're looking for making to the game about the fifth inning? Uh, well, I'm kind of thinking that I'd, well, I don't know. I get to the game when I get to the game. You know they sell snow cones in the stadium. I know. They also sell uh, Sheboygan's. No, I already had lunch, though. No, you had breakfast. It was eggs. It was eggs with hollandaise sauce. Hollandaise. Madonna sang that song. <laughs> Wasn't there a movie called Hollandaise? I don't know. I think there was one called Holiday. You know what's happening in six days? No. The Golden Bears are going to revenge the fact they never showed up to play football in Knoxville last year. Oh, that's right. I remember this. <laughs> this was when Julio called you and sang Rocky Top into your phone. Yes. So and you're you like, Tennessee, who the hell is this? So all you Tennessee fans out there listening to Beer School, you know if we blow it again this year, you guys all suck. Actually, I can't say that. All the people in Knoxville were very, very nice. Creepy nice to be in, in to be truthful. But that was, you know, travel across the country, go watch your team not even show up for the game. One of the best stories is one of the people in our posse came back from the concession stand not wearing his shirt <laughs> we said where's your shirt he's all some cute girl asked if she could have it so i gave it to her <laughs> wow <laughs> that's the space we were in at the game you know if the cute girl said can i have your shirt you should say yeah you can have it later you know <laughs> after <laughs> you can pick it up off the floor of your bedroom Sorry. no it's just like <laughs> I think and that's so what I think. I think that's what she meant, and the guy took it the wrong way. And we left, and we went back to the tailgate. And we said, "You have to buy a shirt. You can't just stand here without your shirt on." What shirt did he buy? Some Tennessee shirt. That's weird. That's all they're selling. They're not selling Cal shirts. That's for sure. Nope. They're not selling Stanford shirts. That's for sure. Maybe they uh, had pirate shirts. Grr. Are there any football teams that are, I mean, college football? Because I know the Buccaneers. There's no pirate teams that are college. The Raiders have a pirate. Yeah, but that's not a college team. I know. So college. Pirates? No. I don't know any college pirates. There must be a pirate somewhere than like Division Three or something. 
Somebody send us a pirate sh- uh, uh, pirate football shirt that's not pro. Yes, we don't want. We don't want the one. What's the one that? What's the one that's the gay one? The one that's the gay pirates. Those guys are from Florida. That'd be the Raiders. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's Motor at BeerSchool.com. That's black and 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 gray. Silver and black. Silver and black. Sorry, I got like it the wrong. microphones, sort of. If you squint, if you squint, they're more green. But what's oh? It's, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Those are the guys that are the gay pirates. You're the fashionable ones. No, they've got this pink logo. You know, I've got the uh, I've got the Pirates of the Caribbean music on my iPod right now. Yo ho, yo ho. It's off to see we go. La, 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 oh, not la, that. You have the pirate from the uh, from the ride. I have no. I have the song from the ride. Oh, that's yo cool. Yo ho, yo ho. A pirate's life for me. We cut down trees and make a big lunch. You got to appreciate Disneyland for the fact that they hired people to write music for their rides. I'm getting. What's your new job? Uh, I'm writing theme music for an amusement park ride. I'm writing a pirate song. Arr, arr, arr. How'd you get rich? I do the orchestration for Family Guy. Oh, wow. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> Wow, could you imagine getting rich off that? <laughs> How about overture to the lights? This is it, the night of nights. No worry, her sing and her sing We know every part by heart. This show is so off topic. That's the name of the show, is off topic. I think it should be called recalibration. Recalibration? Because yeah, because there's a sh- there's a I think it should be called we need a guest. <laughs> we need a guest. No, we've got guests lined up. <laughs> We're trying some of this. Oh, it's like man. air. It's like air traffic control. We've got them lined up. They're We're all spaced the out. Run- They're looking for the runway. I'm on final approach right now. There's too much fog. I'm on final approach right now. <laughs> there's only Weird. one person who'll get that reference, and he probably won't even get that reference. Final approach. <laughs> we came in. Yeah, we're not going to edit that out either. No, we're not editing that. We're leaving that one in. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's see. Should we tell the kids what we've got coming up? Did this. Did that. Did that. You're the boss. I'm just the talent. Pardon me. I burped. So you know what? We lost the deal with the Brewing Network. If Justin dies, we don't get the show. You know why? Why? Lost the coaster that has the deal on it. Damn. Couldn't find it the other day. I knew that we had it. But, oh, well. Oh, look who just came into the room. Hello, guys. (laughs) I'm the sexy German prince. How is your show today? Hey, JP. I thought you were going. Oh, you're not going to Burning Man. JP. I'm the sexy German prince. I thought you were. You're not going to Burning Man with Justin and Burning Crotch? Yeah, Burning Crotch. (laughs) San Francisco next weekend. Labor Day weekend 2007 will be incredibly It's always awesome. Because all the hipsters will be at, 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 and I mean hipsters in a bad way, uh, will be at Burning Man, and the Bay Bridge will be shut down the entire weekend. Meaning so there's, no, there's no access. It's going to be low traffic, and uh, it'd be really easy to get a drink at a bar in the Mission. Easily. I think it'll be really easy to get a drink anywhere. And then, you get, then we'll uh, see all the cars coming back caked with playa dust. <clears throat> then they don't get them washed any... 
because they're proud of the badge. Oh, it's like the it's like the jackasses who walk around with their their lift tickets uh, on their on, oh, their, on their, zipper their zipper right from the jacket. whole from the whole season. Yeah, you know the there is something about that. So the fun thing <laughs> is because I used to I used to do this. Uh-huh. Eventually, you get enough little badges on your on your jacket. You don't have to buy a lift ticket. <laughs> Because the guy is just annoyed because you're looking for it. Oh, it's here somewhere. Hold on. Uh, the guy's like, get on the lift. Yeah. And then at some point, they you know, once you get up on the on the mountain from the bottom, uh-huh. you're on the mountain. So you can ski all day. And right. no one's going to look at your lift ticket because they see that you've got a whole... the whole, You've got a herd of them. You've got a herd of them. Obviously, you bought it because you've got the herd. That's Sierra Ski Ranch. you got to call the herd once that's, in a while. That's Mount Rose. That's Kirkwood. Except it doesn't work. You know where it doesn't that's work? Squaw. Does not work at Squaw. Kind of chip in your head. Squaw doesn't work. They always check no matter what. I like Squaw. Squaw was the nineteen sixty S- world. Uh, Squaw was the most pretentious ski place that I've ever skied. <laughs> I don't ski anymore, but I used to. They have a nice. They have a nice ice rink halfway up the mountain. How do you get there? You take the gondola. Do you have to pay? Uh, or just yeah, say you have, uh, pay, you have to pay on the gondola and you have to pay to to the ice rink. But it's a nice place to hang out. You know we need. You know, this, this, we need some Swiss James Bond uh, evil guy headquarters. This Orval does not work at all. <clears throat> yeah, something's it's, wrong. Yeah, something's wrong with the Orval. It's like I thought it might be just that it needed to be warmed up. Still broken. See, John knows where I fit in the whole scheme of things at Beer School. It can't be wrong. No, I'm just. I'm just. Motor can't be wrong. Motor's not ever wrong. Motor's just the talent. He's the pretty voice that brings in the ladies. Yeah, where are they? <laughs> so working. Well, we know that Macs are a chick computer, and most of our listeners access the show via Macs. Therefore, they must all be women. Right. <laughs> yeah, the big debate on the BN forum. Thebrewingnetwork.com yeah. slash forum. And you have to register to post, but you don't have to register to read. There's a whole thing about what's better, a Mac or a PC. They kept calling this one guy. I was like, "Oh, you Mac sissy guys!" I'm like, "Whatever, dude." Let's see. Didn't somebody just ask you about a, com- a computer problem, and you assessed it as Windows having ruined every Windows computer in the world last week? Well, yeah, <laughs> no, it was just asked to me three hours—not even three hours ago, two hours ago. Uh, the guy uh, who is known as Chef asked me about his computer. It's like it doesn't. It doesn't work. It says it's not registered. And I'm like, uh, sir, it's broken because the Windows registration server is broken. Every single Windows machine that's running XP or, or Vista is now in lockdown mode for the next three days until these morons get this fixed. And I think when they get it fixed, they're going to have to like unlock lots of computers. Because there's going to be stuff that's still going to be broken. So there are going to be a lot of people who go into work on Monday and their computers are messed up. Yeah, still. Sweet. Well, unless, uh, unless they have a corporate server that does the activation that way. Uh, wow. Because f- when did this first happen? Uh, Thursday. Because f- I think it was Friday. Uh, one of my friends who's been on beer school, who's not named Nils, um, he was over at Tornado and I was trying to get him to come over to 21A. And he goes, uh four-letter word ending in it i just got i have to go into work there's a there's a work emergency and he works at a big big tech company four-letter word ending in it <laughs> Shh, don't say it do it <laughs> but that's not but that's nike nike's do it 
then there would be just do it. That would be J-U-S-D-O-I-T. Just do it. Reted. <laughs> hey, kid. Get Ted on the phone. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Um, oh, I gotta turn this off. 